Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, November 28th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on government funding. And number two, House Democrats coordinate their leader. Number three, Kevin McCarthy's quest to be speaker continues. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We've got some news this morning on the government funding front. Of course, just to remind everybody coming off of their Thanksgiving uh, time off, uh, Congress and the government is funded through December 16th. uh, And there has been some early kind of negotiating happening, but no top lines agreed to at this point, meaning that uh, we could be having another Christmas in the Capitol, Jake. Yes. How exciting. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, just to let's let's let me just zoom out for one second here. Um, Based on everything you just said, we are what I mean, I guess that's 18 days until the government runs out of money. Um, Already talk of a week-long delay for that until the 23rd, so they'd kick the deadline until uh, the eve of Christmas Eve, to the day before Christmas Eve. Um, A tried-and-true tactic to um, uh, kind of insert a hard stop uh, into the, the government funding debate. Now, that raises a host of other questions. Number one, can they get top-line numbers by the 23rd? Um, I think that that is a challenge. Uh, that's going to be a challenge. Um, and there's already talk of a, of a year-long CR. Um, a year-long CR would be suboptimal for a lot of government agencies, including the Pentagon, which is um, urging Congress to not do a year-long CR. Um, if you think about... So let's just talk about the incentive structures here. For Democrats, this would be a bad, a year-long CR would be a bad uh, outcome um, because they are losing control of the House and they're not going to want to just have things on a glide path for a year at, at current funding levels. Um, a For Republicans, they're going to be pissed in the House no matter what because they want they want to create a cliff in the first part of the year so they can enact their policy priorities. Um uh, it gets complicated, though, right? Like as much as you're saying, I I agree with all of the dynamics, but you also have, um, you know, the Defense Department warning congressional leaders in both parties about the negative impact on the U.S. military of a year-long CR, uh, something that's never happened on defense spending. You are you also have, I mean, an effort certainly that you're gonna. There's not that many things that are gonna be moving here before the end of the year that. You know, people are going to want to get stuff done before this new kind of, you know, new majority with very limited uh, number of of seats in in the House by Republicans, Um, you know, Senate Democrats. The last time we're going to have all three, uh, you know, the the White House, the and both chambers of Congress controlled by Democrats. At least for a little bit. Yeah. Um, So I would also add that the the impact here is that the the. The lame duck seems to just be getting pushed. All the action seems to be getting pushed later into December. I mean, December twenty third. If they do a if they do a CR until December twenty third, just to you know give buy themselves more time, we're talking about the lame duck going until December twenty third. They're not going to finish it earlier than that, at least in all likelihood. Like likelihood, to, you know, based on what we know about Congress and pushing things to the last minute. So, um. 
not great. <laughs> not a great scenario for Congress and for reporters and aides who are reliant on Congress wrapping up their business to get some time off in December. But this is this is completely predictable and um, unsurprising, I think, is the is the best way to say it. Right, Anna? As you always, as as we've noted many, many times uh, this year, everything in this Congress takes longer than it should. Full stop. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Democrats coronating a new leader uh, this week. A, they have a bunch of important organizing for the 118th Congress unfolding, uh, the biggest of which is going to be House Democrats meeting Wednesday at 9 a.m. to vote on their leadership for the next Congress. Um, this is a lot less dramatic than uh, many people had predicted or feared even. I think if you were among, you talked to a lot of Democrats, this has you know, been a, a fairly seamless leadership transition with the expectation that 52-year-old Representative Hakeem Jeffries of New York, Jeffries will be taking over for Speaker Nancy Pelosi, marking the first time in 20 years that the California Democrat isn't in charge of the caucus. Yeah, um, basically they swapped three for three uh, <laughs> in a uh, in a pretty surprising fashion. Jeffries, Clark, and uh, Hakeem Jeffries, Catherine Clark, and Pete Aguilar of California will all move up to the top three slots. Uh, the Democrats we spoke to said that the top four spots, which include Jim Clyburn as assistant speaker, um, will be agreed to by unanimous consent, again, pointing out, yes, Jeffries and Clark are pretty big progressives, um, but none of the big progressive leaders um, are moving up into leadership, including Pramila Jayapal of Washington State, who had said she was going to make a bid for leadership, seems to be left on the, definitely left on the side um, of the top three or four positions. Uh, also, there's a bunch of rule votes, um, caucus rule votes that will be coming up this week including implementing ranked choice voting for the caucus's leadership races, um, uh, making the DCCC an appointed position appointed by the by the uh, Democratic leader or the Democratic speaker, depending if they're in the minority or the majority, um, and then ratified by the caucus. Um, uh, also, in addition to that, uh, adding a, a slot to leadership battleground representative. This is something that Susie Lee of Nevada has indicated she wants to do and has a... Um, uh, 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 an amendment to that effect. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. Uh, all eyes are continuing to be on House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy as he tries to thread the needle to find 218 Republicans to vote for him. For Speaker, there are six or so Republicans who have thus far expressed various levels of opposition to his ascension to the Speaker's chair. Um, a, a lot more drama on the Republican side of the aisle than on the Democrats, Jake. Yeah, well, that's for that's for sure. I almost <laughs> used a uh, non-family friendly word, but this is a family friendly podcast. Um, so McCarthy is still on his quest to find 218 votes for speaker. Um, that will be the focus of the next, you know, 40 something, 30 something days for McCarthy. But a couple uh, immediate moments that we need to focus on. There will be uh, elections for steering representatives on Tuesday. Those are the people that get to choose the um, uh, committee chairs and committee assignments for House Republicans. Uh, Republicans have changed the steering map to give people more choice when it comes to give the rank and file more say, more choice when it comes to uh, the steering committee. That's a, a 
uh, a concession by McCarthy and the Republican leadership. On Wednesday, Republicans will consider a bunch more amendments to their rules, including reinstating the earmark ban. Um, that was rolled back back in uh, the beginning of last Congress. Republicans allowed earmarks because Democrats were um, uh, were doing earmarks. And um, it's been a shift from House Republicans. We'll have to see if it sticks now that they're in the majority. I could hear an argument uh, that they, that it shouldn't stick because now they're in control. I could hear people making that argument. We'll have to see how that how that works out um, in the in the conference meeting, especially in the heat of a race for uh, Speaker of the House. All right. Plenty to watch. We'll be covering every twist and turn. Um, Wanted to remind everybody, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., I'm going to be having a conversation, a virtual conversation with Senator Roy Blunt, the Republican from Missouri, who is leaving uh, Congress. Uh, We're going to talk about the future of democracy, voting rights reform, and much more. You can um, sign up for that at our events hub at punchbowl.news. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and stay safe.